But yeah, I just feel like there should be some kind of a warning sign on the beach as you're hiking along. They're like, caution naked people beyond this point. I don't know. Good evening, everybody, and welcome back once again to the Wayward Stories podcast. Wayward Stories is the podcast where we tell your stories of adventure in the great outdoors. In order to do so, though, we need your stories. If you have an adventure, a story that you would like to submit and share with the rest of us, please do so by emailing us at mywaywardstory at gmail.com. Once again, what we're all about here is sharing the experiences. And I have been for the last couple of episodes, and will be for the next few, um, recounting a grand adventure that I went on that happened at a time in my life where I really needed it. I took advantage of an opportunity that was presented to me, and I went out and saw a whole lot of, well, California. I was about to say the world, but California doesn't really constitute the world, now does it? Um, let's get right to it tonight. There's not really any housekeeping to go over. Let's get right into it. I hope you guys are having a good evening, by the way. Hope you've had a good week so far, and I hope you enjoy your weekend as you listen to this podcast. Um, here forward. Now, we're, we're in California now. We made our way across Oklahoma and Texas in the desert southwest and up the state of California to California, and now I am firmly in California. I am working out of terminal in Watsonville, California, to the south of San Francisco, delivering in a little town called Morgan Hill, which was a really neat experience in and of itself. But tonight's going to be a great example. I have an opportunity here tonight to talk to you guys about basically anywhere you are in the world, there is something cool near you to go check out. Now, granted, this one, you know, the scales are a little weighted in this situation, because I'm on the central coast of California. There's stuff everywhere to do there, and that's fair to say, but I have learned since then. I have traveled for work. I have been in, oh God, where all have I been? St. Louis, Indianapolis, Kokomo, Indiana, Jackson, Tennessee, Jackson, Mississippi, Memphis, Tennessee. Oh, and I'm missing something in there. I'm missing something in there, but I've been quite a few places to work for a month at a time. I mean, sometimes just a week at a time, but many times a month at a time. I mean, let me tell you something. Indiana, no offense. Indianans, no offense. There's a lot of corn in Indiana, and there's not a lot more than that. Um, From where I was located in Indianapolis and in Kokomo, Kokomo is about an hour up the road from Indianapolis, You're like two hours from anything cool, but object lesson, there is cool stuff within roughly two hours. Maybe somewhere down the line, maybe we'll get an episode in on Indiana. Um, I think we could get a whole episode out of a handful of their state parks and their covered bridges and Indiana dunes. Um, I found things to do that were valuable and interesting and beautiful in Indiana. So point being made tonight. We're going to talk about it in California. This is just a little side tangent to reinforce my point. You have no excuses. You can't ever say, I don't have anything to do. Because I promise you, you learn how to look for things. There's something within an hour of you. Or two hours of you. Easily doable as a day trip on a weekend. Um, Sometimes even after work. 
You just have to know how to look. So tonight, we're going to talk about several of those things. We're actually going to go up and explore, explore Point Reyes National Seashore. But I want to take the opportunity um, before we get to that to talk about just a couple of quick adventures that would never be quite enough to constitute an episode in and of themselves. So I'm going to put them in here. Right there around Morgan Hill, within a couple of, I mean, really within 20 or 30 minutes, there's a couple of places I went that I just absolutely loved. Um, I went to Uvas County Park, Uvas Canyon County Park. They have some great waterfalls to take pictures of when it's raining. Well, I drug one of my coworkers on one of our Sundays off up into Uvas Canyon County Park, right there near Morgan Hill, San Francisco, California, to chase some of these waterfalls. You guys, it was raining to beat the band. I mean, it was like biblical rain. It was absolutely a downpour the entire time we were there. I had a high dollar rain jacket on. Like, I mean, the miserable kind, the PVC kind that don't leak. It somehow still leaked. That's how wet it was up there on that mountain. We were soaked from head to toe when we climbed up that mountain. The hills, mountains in the San Francisco area and Central California region, they are, they are dramatically steep. They're miserable to climb if you're not, if you're in good shape, if you're in bad shape they're nearly impossible to hike up. Some of the elevation gains were just absolutely ridiculous. But we chased waterfalls in that canyon. And like, to me, see, like, this is to me, like the most wonderful thing about it all. And my coworker didn't feel so hot about it. He was not a huge fan. He kept going with me. In my defense, he kept going. But he never stopped complaining. Um... Because I drug him into some of the hairiest situations. But that was one where, I mean, I could see it like how most normal humans, not like me, would be miserable. Like, I was in heaven. Most people probably wouldn't dig it. Maybe some of you guys can relate to me. But for me, I'm in California. I'm on the Central Coast. I'm hiking up in the wilderness on a steep mountain trail, chasing a waterfall in a patented California central coast monsoon you know the kind that makes the side of the mountain fall off into the ocean um it was cold windy blustery and wet but there were beautiful waterfalls the veg i mean it's so lush so green and like in the moment that's really really experiencing the central california coast that's what it's all about to me. Man, I, I ruined a camera that day. Couldn't keep it dry. Saved my life. Even with a water bag, I'm still trying to take pictures. You'd pull it out. There was no way to protect it. Oh, what was that line in Forrest Gump? Sometimes it seemed like the rain was coming up from the ground. That's not the quote, but that's what he was talking about. <laughs> the rain was coming from every direction. And in those moments for me, they're, they're pure moments. Those are pure experiential moments because you're experiencing it with all of your senses you're standing in it you feel it on your skin every inch of it that day good grief it was so wet you hear it you see it you smell it and by way of smelling it you taste it you know those two senses kind of work hand in hand um that is true pure experience and to me that is the beauty of getting out there into nature. There's so much. I don't know. It's very centering. It's very grounding. Um, 
keeps me balanced. I need those moments in life. I have to get back out there as often as I can. And But moments like that, you're on the California coast. You're in literally a stereotypical freaking central coast monsoon on the side of a mountain chasing a waterfall. A triple waterfall, actually, that day. Um... And that's, that's, that's experiencing this world. And if you appreciate this earth, if you appreciate this world and what we live in and what it takes, the balance, the, the order and the chaos for this to even exist in the way it does, there's something just downright nearly spiritual. Maybe for me, maybe it is a little bit. To be out experiencing it in that kind of a manner. Uvas Canyon County Park. If y'all ever go out there onto the Central Coast, you might hunt that one up. You might look it up. It's just a little one. It's just a county park. It's not even, I mean, God, how many state and national parks are in California? It's half the damn state, it seems like. This is just a little county park, but just so cool. Such a cool place. Beautiful. Um, There was another one, and I'm not going to stop to look it up because we got a lot to get to tonight, but it was an abandoned quicksilver mine. Same thing, within a half hour probably of Morgan Hill. Oh my God, the elevation gain on that one. But anyway, it's a protected park. It's got a lot of historical stuff, a lot of things left over from that Quicksilver mining operation. You can go up and see the shafts way up at the top. The elevation gain, I'll misquote it. Somebody's going to blast me, whatever. But I know it was extreme. It was like over a thousand feet. I feel like it was like a 1300 foot elevation gain in like the first mile and a half. My coworker, he cursed me that day, openly, blatantly. At one point, I thought maybe he had died. It was, oh my gosh, that was even rough on me. And I'm in decent shape. That one was a rough day. But so cool. And just within a stone's throw of where we were staying. And again, it was just a county park type of situation. There's national parks, state parks all over the place out there. This is like one of the also rands. This is the, you know, one of the not even known. It's just like a little local thing. There's always something close, guys. There's always something really interesting and usually really beautiful. There's something, and maybe that's just me because I love history, but there's a beauty to historical sites and historical ruins and abandoned things. Um, now, that's not just me. Oh, my God. That is a huge hashtag on Instagram, abandoned things and oh god, Urbex is kind of in that same 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 train of thought, I guess. It's in that same uh same vein of thought. But anyway, those are just a couple of things that never would have constituted an episode all their own, but I wanted to talk about. They're just really amazing little things. And it's so funny, something that cool in California is like an also ran. It's like an afterthought to all the other things that are there to do. And amongst those other things is what we're going to talk about a little bit tonight. And that's going to be Point Reyes National Seashore. We're going to talk about the Golden Gate Bridge, all that. Anyway, we have California Highway 1, right? Most people have probably heard of it. The Pacific Coast Highway, Highway 1. It's an amazing highway. Now, I've only driven it from the southern tip of Big Sur, which we'll talk about in a soon-to-come episode, um, up to roughly maybe 100 miles north of Point Reyes. We, I beat the asphalt off of Highway 1 in the two and a half months I was out there because I just fell in love, absolutely fell in love with the central coast of California. I just I can't even put into words the way I feel about that place. I still I miss it. I long to go back to it. And that's even knowing how expensive it is to be out there. I mean, 
a dollar burger at McDonald's anywhere around San Francisco is like four and a half bucks. Like it's a conversion rate. It is. No one talks about it, but there's a conversion rate. I guess it's not official, but basically it's three to one, four to one ratio. Just count on it. You can figure everything by that. Um, I miss it and I will go back someday. Somehow, maybe if I successfully knock off a liquor store or I don't know, win the lottery, but I will go back. But tonight we're going to talk about an adventure that, I mean, basically this adventure all happened in one day. This is a one day adventure, but God, we did so much. We made the most of our Sundays, you guys, because you're in this new place that you've never been to and there's so much to see and you've only got four days off in a month's time to check it all out and whatever time you can eke out of an afternoon, right? But anyway, mm-hmm. we get up one one Sunday and I took two of my coworkers that day. I drugged the one along with me that <laughs> cursed me so blatantly back at uh, the Quicksilver mine. And then another one, young lady that was out there working with us and she went along with us. And anyway, we went up. First thing we did that day is we went up to the Golden Gate Bridge because she had just got there. We had already gone um, previously, but she came in like two weeks after we did, and we went back on our way up to Point Reyes, and we went ahead and stopped at the Golden Gate, and just to check it out, you know, just let her check it out, and for us to check it out again. Um, Golden Gate Bridge is massive, y'all. You can't, you can't really comprehend the size of it by the pictures you see on TV. or the internet you just really can't you do have to stand there until you can stand there and walk out on it and touch the guy wires and the stays with your own hands and look out at Alcatraz so far into the distance into the bay and look down off of that thing y'all it's a it's a ways down it's so far down that you would have time to think about the poor decisions you've made in your life before you hit bottom it's it's down there. Um, it is truly a modern marvel, a marvel of modern engineering. And I mean, God, this was way back when. Just just mind boggling, absolutely amazing thing. Um, around the Golden Gate Bridge, this is something some of you may be unaware of. I was, but again, I'm a little bit of a history nerd. But many of you will not or may not know this. We had a very significant coastal defense. During World War II on the Pacific Coast, we were worried about Japanese, the Japanese coming our way. And we had pillboxes everywhere. Um, and pillboxes just like a, a concrete bunker implanted into the side of the hill, the mountain, the cliff, wherever you happen to be, that would probably house a machine gun and somebody with binoculars or a telescope and, of course, radio equipment to uh, give reports on what they see out there. But there's a lot of that around the Golden Gate Bridge on either side of the straight there. Um, and if you like history, you can spend all stinking day checking all that stuff out. We, that morning we hiked down. Um, I hiked down and checked out a battery there. There's a battery right there on the, what would that be? The South side of the bridge and checked out that battery and just kind of eyeballed everything. And I hiked on down. I made my way much, much further down and found myself on a beach with a bunch of naked people. Nobody warned me about that. There, there, no one says, you know, it, I guess it's known, but it's like not known if you're a tourist. You should be aware. You guys be aware. If you go down on the beach underneath the Golden Gate Bridge on the south side, there's a little bit of a nudist thing going on. Um, 
And and guys, before you start thinking like, yeah, no, just no, you don't understand. It's not like that. It's not something you necessarily want to go down there and see. Um, but yeah, I just feel like there should be some kind of a warning sign on the beach as you're hiking along there, like caution naked people beyond this point. I don't know. Anyway, that was a very interesting little side side expedition, but there's a lot of history around the Golden Gate Bridge in the form of military history that you may not even know exists. And then the bridge itself, really awesome. We walked by, we walked halfway across and then walked back because I had another plan in mind. I was like, all right, guys, listen, load up, prepare thyselves. And as I exposed to you how big of a nerd I really am, we drove across the Golden Gate Bridge that morning, late morning by this point, the windows down and the radio blaring the Full House theme song. Yeah. Boom. Yeah, yeah, that's me. I did that. I'm not even ashamed of it. You can judge me if you want. I don't even care. I'm 40 years old, man. I'm secure in who I am. I jammed the Full House theme song across the Golden Gate Bridge. And to be really honest with you, it was a triumphant moment in my life. And that's that. So beyond that, moving on forward from there, when you head up, from the Golden Gate Bridge up Highway 1. Highway 1 is absolutely beautiful. It is an amazing drive everyone should take. Now, here's the thing. Highway 1, well-maintained. The rest of the state's roads suck. I'm just going to be, I mean, like, sorry, California, I'll be honest with you. I spent a long time thinking, God, the taxes are so high here. Everything's so expensive. There's tax on everything. There's tax on everything. Where do you spend this money? Because it's not on the roads. There are potholes that you could lose like a Volkswagen Beetle in if you're not paying attention. Like there's something that I noticed out there. And I mean, you guys may not believe this, but I swear to God, this is true. There'll be like entire sections of a, like a lane of a road washed away. It'd be like a two lane road and kind of the, not the backwoods, because there's not really backwoods in California, but in the country of California, the countryside, it'd be on like a two lane road and like, the oncoming lane of traffic's just washed out. Instead of fixing it, they pour like concrete pillars around it so that you will see them and drive around it. And in my brain, I'm like, what if you just poured the concrete that you built the pillars with into the hole? And then you'd have two lanes and you wouldn't need the pillars. But anyway, I have no idea. I digress. But the roads are really, honestly, really terrible in California. I mean, God, they're as bad as roads here in Arkansas and Oklahoma. And these are some of the worst roads you'll ever find anywhere. Cali's are pretty bad. But like the southern stretch, not the southern, the central coast stretch of Big Sur, between like San Jose and then headed south towards like Lime Kiln Creek State Park, which we'll talk about later, um... That stretch of road, that stretch of one, is far more dramatic than the one we're going to talk about tonight. And see, that's where I realized where all those tax dollars go. Because, you know, forever I was like, you're not putting it into your roads. like, no, I know now. I figured out where all their tax dollars go. They go into keeping Highway 1 from falling into the ocean. 
That is an absolute fact. We will, I am certain, talk far more about that stretch of Highway 1 when we do the Big Sur episode. It is upcoming. But, guys, I am not joking you. Entire portions of that road fall into the ocean. There's one there now. A big section of it. It shuts down that road for a lot. Anyway, Highway 1's beautiful. But we're going to talk about the section from the Golden Gate Bridge heading on north, north of Port Point Reyes, just a little ways. And it's a little bit less dramatic. Still beautiful, but it doesn't really like need so much support to keep it from falling into the ocean. Um, but when you head on up Highway 1 from the Golden Gate Bridge, you get to drive through Muir Woods. Um, John Muir, he's a big name. And conservation, there's a lot of stuff out there named after him. It is a uh, protected area. It's absolutely beautiful. You know, what, you, what you're shooting for, when you go up to check out Point Reyes um, National Seashore, there's several, several things that you can get yourself into. But one of the first ones is you have to go and find yourself in Point Reyes Station. That's kind of like the junction point. Little town right there on your way up, and kind of from there, you can either go on north up the coast a little ways and along Tamales Bay, or you can go to the left and you can head out to the actual national seashore. And Point Reyes Station, y'all, is a super, super cool place. Oh my god, they have a they have several little restaurants there. Um, they can be hard to get into, so we ended up eating at this little place, getting a sandwich at a place called Whale of a Deli. I mean, say that three times fast, Whale of a Deli. But they make one of the best $15 six-inch sandwiches you'll ever eat in your life. You won't even really feel that bad about paying what you paid for it because it's so stinking good. Um, They have Point Reyes Surf Shop, which is a great place to go in there and get yourself a t-shirt or some Point Reyes stickers for the back of your ride or your ice chest or whatever else you like to stick your stickers on. But the Point Reyes Surf Shop's really cool. The Whale of a Deli is, oh my God, magnifique. You gotta check that out too. And just the town itself, get out and walk around in it. It's got several historic buildings, beautiful architecture. It's... Hmm, one of those places I could go live if I could afford it. I mean, we're talking that goes beyond knocking over a liquor store and becomes more of like a art heist, something like that. Um, but it's a it's a really cool place. Highly, highly suggest that you check out Point Reyes Station. They've got also they have like in Marin County there, they have their own currency. They have a coin. Um I can't, for the life of me, remember right now the face value, what you have to pay for it, what it's worth. But it is actual, usable currency within Marion County. And of course, like it costs a little more than it's actually worth when you buy one. It's kind of like a keepsake, but you can spend it. And the proceeds of it go towards good causes there within Marion County. And again, anyone out there, don't roast me. It's been a long time since I looked into this. I'm hitting the high points, what I know about it, and I'm leaving out what I don't know in detail. I bought one of those coins for my daughter. Very, very cool thing. Um, but I think that you guys will absolutely dig you some Point Reyes Station. Now, if you drive on up Highway 1 from there, you go up to Mollus Bay. And Tamales Bay is a very, very cool place. Um, it's just, I don't know, there's something about that particular stretch of road. You're following along essentially a huge, long, narrow inlet from the Pacific Ocean into the heart of the landmass. 
and I didn't look into it for you guys. Um, I didn't look into the creation of that, but it's very clearly, I'm sure there's some massive geologic reason for this. It's just like somebody took a hatchet to the coast of California in a big way. It's like Paul Bunyan size. It's just this huge, very narrow, almost fjord shaped, like inlet from the ocean but the drive up it and the little towns along it along it millerton marconi reynolds i'm trying to remember all of them nick's cove blake's landing blake's landing um they're the coolest little towns man they're like something you would see on tv they're the epitome of coastal small time small town coastal um communities and there's just a beauty to that drive. It's very flat. It's literally right along the side of Tamales Bay. You can see the other side of the land from you, but it's technically a part of the Pacific Ocean. Um, and there's something about that drive, guys. And towards the northern part of Tamales Bay there, it gets really down into like some almost marshy looking areas as like creeks, rivers start to come in. I think it's a creek. Let me see. Let me look it up here. looks like Keys Creek. Yeah, Keys Creek fishing access what is that shoreline highway and that's still highway one um very very cool guys like it's just really really beautiful um but if you go back down and you can either take that route or from point reyes station you can go back and head out towards the point reyes national seashore you go up through a place called inverness sea haven you get into tamales bay state park there is a hiking trail the very north end of that tamales point trail and it takes you all the way out to the very point of the trail and let me tell you guys something the drive down in there like i said roads are not incredibly well maintained but at least there's a road but you can hike down and it's it's beautiful guys like it will blow your mind to hike down there oh, what you got there look at that elk reserve it's an absolutely amazing little hike take you right down to the point if you Google it, go on Google Maps and look up Tamales Point Trailhead, you'll get some pictures, some returns there. I have one in there somewhere from when I reviewed it many, 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 many moons ago. Um, and if you go back down the other way and you head towards the bottom half of this little section of Point Reyes National Seashore, the bottom half, the southern half, there's a road that will take you out all the way nearly to the end and you are up on a very very oh, high you're on a very high point at the end of this point and to your if you're looking south well let's, let's put it this way to your east is drake's bay and that is if my memory serves as in sir francis drake and to your west is the pacific ocean both of them are significantly below you. And it's an absolute, it's an incredible view. I have some pictures of that. And the way that Drake's Bay is contoured, it's almost like a perfect half circle. It's got a symmetry to it that I would actually, I would really like to know the geologic formation of that as well. I just feel like there's something, there's a, I guess with any formation, there's a bigger story. But that one, it, it, it's kind of an oddball in and of itself and the way it's shaped. And I need to look into that. I'll look into that after I record tonight, I think, because that's just really interesting. Um, you can get out. You can walk around a little bit, hike around just a little bit up here when you get down to the southern point 
and Point Reyes National Seashore. You got Drake's Beach over here. It is accessible. Went down there and checked it out. That guys, this area is so absolutely beautiful. And it's dramatic. You're into some pretty high steep hills here with the ocean on either side of you. You got Drake's Estero, Drake's Bay. You've got Pacific Ocean on the other side. You have Tamales Bay. Like this little portion of landmass, it's almost nearly, I mean, it's, almost, it's surrounded on three and a half sides by water, basically. And there's just a small section at the bottom connecting where you can drive out and get out and hike several of these trails and get down and really explore this. Um, it's an absolutely beautiful place. You've got to got to got to got to check it out. Um, <laughs> interesting story happened out here this day on that day because I asked the my one coworker that I've been dragging along with me everywhere. I said to him, I said, where are I know I've seen pictures of big redwoods with a tunnel cut out of it that cars drive through. That's like an old famous picture. It's a black and white picture been years since I've looked into it. He's over there navigating, right? That's his job for the day. I'm driving. Um, I'm like, look up the, the Redwood Tunnel Tree and see if we're anywhere near it. Because I, I just, I had no idea. I just remembered kind of a one-off thought came up in my head. And I was like, but there's plenty of Redwoods. Trust me, you get up in this side of the, this area, there's Redwoods everywhere. Um, so I thought, perhaps... It'll be close enough to us today because that would be really cool to go check out, right? That's a good adventure. Um, so he goes to Googling and he comes back with a return. And he's like, I got it. He's like, got the tree tunnel right here. And I was like, well, let's go. So we head towards this tree tunnel. And as we're getting closer to it, I'm glancing over at his phone in his lap. And I see that we're getting really close to it. But as I'm driving and looking around the landscape, I don't see a tree in sight because we're down here. We're in the Point Reyes National Seashore. We're on this highland. We're heading along and there are no trees in sight. And I'm like, how close are we? And he's like, oh, we're about a mile away. And I'm like, yeah, that's not true. There's no way. It can't be. He's like, well, it's what it says. And I'm like, but look around. Do you see a tree anywhere? Redwoods, they're hard to miss. They're exceedingly large they're they're not something you're just gonna blow by you know you can see them from a long ways away there's not a redwood in sight he's like it says it's right up the road now we're at like three quarters of a mile away but around this time i see a line of trees in the distance on one side of the road and i'm like that's gonna be it but i know that's not it because those are not redwoods even from that distance i knew they weren't redwoods because you can't mistake a redwood. And we get up close, and sure enough, they're not redwoods. But it is a quote-unquote, you know, the, the Google Maps. You have arrived at your destination. No. It turns out, he, and, and I mean, to be fair to him, he Googled tree tunnel, and he got a return for a tree tunnel. And he just didn't think or notice or know that a cypress tree is not a redwood tree. So we got the cypress tree tunnel at the Marconi RCA wireless station. Now, we're going to talk about that in just a second. This tree tunnel lines like a mile-long driveway into the Marconi RC, RCA wireless station. Now, this is a relic of the past. 
It is a historical site now. And a wireless station. I mean, this was cutting-edge technology back in the early 1900s, all the way up into World War II. And it played a big role in World War II as a listening post, listening out across the Pacific Ocean. You know, remember, we had a pretty dang big theater of war out there in the Pacific Ocean. And it was also, you know, the direction of attack we would face if the Japanese came to our shore. So this played a pretty significant role, but this was wireless technology at its very earliest. It's very cool. But they had these trees planted way back when along the driveway in, and they have grown up to reach over to each other over the top of the driveway. And, you know, they are now a tree tunnel. And that's what he found for us. I still give him a hard time every once in a while. We don't even, we haven't worked together in over a year now. Every so often, I'll send him a text, and I'll be like, hey, man, can you find us a Redwood Tunnel? Like, we need to go on an adventure, and then he sends something back that I can't repeat on the air, at least to a mixed audience. But um, I just like giving him a hard time. I really like him. But yeah, so we found this Cypress Tree Tunnel. Anyway, we tried to take pictures of it. The sun wasn't quite right that day for me to really, really pull that off. But um. Something cool that did happen there that day is while we were there trying to take pictures, there was this group of eight or nine, I would say, um, teenagers, younger kids came up and they were out there taking pictures and we're trying to wait our turn. And anyway, they got out of our way. They saw us finally and were very respectful and got out of our way. I tried to take a few pictures. No one getting much result, getting very good results because the best way to photograph this cypress tunnel, if y'all ever go out there, it's worth going to. But you want to catch it in the afternoon with the sun setting. From all the pictures I can find on the old interwebs, that's how you want to find this thing. Um, And it just wasn't really working for me. But these kids, they're kind of doing their thing. And they were very respectful and got out of the way. And we realized when they got out of our way, like we don't, we have a language barrier. They were, um, I would say probably South Korean would be my guess. But anyway, around it. We didn't speak the same language. We couldn't really communicate, but we understood what we were trying to do there. And it was it was kind of funny because finally I kind of just gave up. I was like, look, I can't get a good picture. This isn't working. And I went to stand up and I started kind of packing up, packing up my camera. And they went back in to take a picture. And they were trying to figure out, they were trying to set up as best I could tell, set up like the delayed, um, delayed shutter so they could all get in a picture. So I just kind of motioned to them, like, do you want me to take your picture? You guys, I'll take a bunch, whatever, and you can work with what you want. And they're like, oh, yes, that's awesome. You know, like, big smiles, everyone's game. Let's do this. So they get down there, and they, they line up, and they're taking pictures, and they all look so serious. Like, they look so very serious. And I think we got a few good pictures with their camera. He had a nice Nikon. Oh, man, he had a very nice Nikon. And... I took a few pictures, but they looked so very serious, and I was trying to think about how to get them to do something silly, just to act stupid, and I, I said something to that effect, and they didn't follow what I was saying, and then just joking around, I was thinking of that old song, what is this, this is probably like from the 90s, it may be older, I don't know, but I just kind of hollered out, kind of just out the side of my mouth, just not even really thinking of it in a serious manner, I was like, express yourself, and they all all of them, their eyes lit up. They totally knew that song. They totally knew. And they, I got the coolest picture. I wish that I had been, a, like, I wish I had, like, 
I didn't have business cards with me at that time and able to make contact with people. I made them since then. But I wish I could have got a copy of that picture because had I, it would be on my desk somewhere. I would have a picture that, that I would keep because it was, I don't know, man, it was so organic and in the moment. And I love how like a song transcended our language barrier. Just one line from a song transcended our language barrier and they knew what I wanted. And they took one of the most hilariously ridiculous pictures of any group of people trying to take a hilariously ridiculous picture in front of that Marconi station. And I don't know, man, it was just cool. It was just a cool little connection, a cool little human connection, a cool little moment that we shared there. And to me, guys, I spent a lot of years in like a weird situation where people were really, really stuck in the news cycle and I was really stuck in the news cycle and just absolutely convinced everybody in the world that didn't look alike and think alike hated each other. And it's so refreshing. And I guys, you know, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I work with a lot of different people. I see lots of people in the world. I know lots of people out there. A lot more of y'all than want to admit it. Believe what the news tells you. And you think that like everyone that ain't you is the enemy. I'm telling you right now. I'm giving you grown-up advice right now. It's not the case. Get out there and live and experience and meet people, and you're going to find out. It's not the case. People don't hate you. Everyone's just trying to live. Everyone's just trying to make it. And that, like, little moments like these are the things that I love in life because it's making that connection. I mean, we couldn't even, we literally could not even communicate. And we found a way to communicate. And everyone was all smiles when we were done and they got what they wanted. They got some really good pictures of them as a group, a traveling friend group out there exploring the world. And they got some pictures out of the deal and I got a moment out of it. And like, y'all just, you know, get out there and do more of that. World's going to be a better place. The more of that you do, the better a place the world's going to be. Um, Point Reyes National Seashore. Y'all, when you go up that way, you go through Muir Woods There are so many things. I mean, we're not even going to be able to get to them all tonight. I didn't even get to them all while I was out there. But there are so many things along the seashore. And that's the beauty. That's the beauty of Central California. The downside of Central California is it will cost you out the nose for a really good exploration of Central California. That's just the nature of gas being $7 a gallon and, you know, the conversion rate of like three to one that California just kind of operates under but guys you will never see anything quite like the central coast of california um it's an experience of a lifetime and you could spend i i I guarantee you right now i'll tell you right now you could spend two or three weeks traveling up and down the central coast from like and you could start as nearly as far down as la and it would be awesome all the way up But from my experience, starting towards the southern tip of what's known as the Big Sur region, which we will again cover in a very soon-to-come episode, and going all the way up as far as Point Reyes, or even continuing on up, and this is something I hope to do in the future, you can go, I mean, Highway 1 goes all the way up. But you get into places like Mendocino, you can go all the way up to, let's see, Eureka, California, maybe you've heard of that place. Redwood National and State Park, Six Rivers National Forest. Guys, you can go all the way, all the way up to, you know, where does it end? Let's take a look here. 
I've never looked at it. I bet it goes all the way to Canada. I bet you, bet you, bet you it does. Sure enough, it becomes 101 when it enters. Was that looks like when it enters Oregon, goes on up into or yeah, in Washington State. But it's still the same highway, and it's still right along the coast, and it's still amazing, and it goes all the way up to Canada. And there's the Pacific Rim National Park Reserve. But anyway, Highway One, guys, you just you can't even you can't even I can't paint a picture of it for you. You just have to go see it for yourself. Everywhere you stop, there's going to be a sandy beach. If it's not a sandy beach, it's going to be a giant rocky crag that the ocean is trying to defeat and bring down into the depths. And there's going to be all kinds of seals laying out, sleeping down there on the ground. There's going to be all kinds of seabirds, ocean-going birds out there. Um, Oh, my gosh. It's just gorgeous. I just don't know what to say. It's Redwood Forest meets the Pacific Ocean in dramatic fashion. And it is a beautiful exploration the whole way and i can't say enough about the people out there i can't say enough about the people i think californians as a whole get a bad rap but i saw a whole different side of them you know i mean behind the wheel yeah everyone's angry and screaming and flailing their arms but like as soon as they get out from behind the wheel i mean that's just i guess what they have to do to survive out there i don't know but once you they're not behind the wheel of a car, they're like literally some of the most hospitable and personable people. Like I love people. I've still got some friends that I made out there that I keep up with on Instagram and Facebook. Um, oh God, Helder, if you ever listen to these shows, just know, man. Like you're one of my favorite dudes in the whole world. For real, real. Um, but yeah, guys, you gotta you gotta um you got to get out there and check it out. This is kind of where we want this show to go, is us all sharing stories of different adventures we've been on so that, you know, share the experience. Other people can say, hey, I want to go check that out. That sounds awesome. But also just kind of broaden everyone's perspectives. Like, there's so many little ecosystems within the United States, like, both culturally and bi- biologically speaking. And... The more we understand about all of them, the broader and more informed and intelligent of an understanding we have of the world we live in. That's kind of how I see it. Um, we Like I told people when I came back from California, they were like, well, how was it? And I was like, well, let me put it to you this way. When I went to California, I was an uncultured swine. When I returned from California, I was a cultured swine <laughs> and that's like pretty much that's pretty much the size of it like you go out that just going out in the world guys you learn more about all the other places and all the other things and america the united states is really such a melting pot and there's so many little areas of the united states that are their own literally have their own subcultures of the north american continent and there's so much to learn and there's so much beauty in that tapestry. Like, you know, we have a multicolored tapestry of the United States um, of our cultures and the peoples within it. And like, it's so much fun to learn about all of them and see all the beautiful things within all of them. And I don't know, just getting out, traveling, exploring, getting out into the woods, meeting people on the trails, getting out into nature, into the national parks, into the state parks, and seeing all the beautiful wonders that this nation has to share. That's what this is all about, is us sharing all these stories. 
Um, and on that note, I hope that you guys will share your story with us by going to mywaywardstory at gmail.com. Um, and I hope also that you will go check out our website. If you want to check us out on social media from the website, you can get to everything. It's the easiest way, waywardstories.com, to get to everything. If you'd like to support us on Patreon, we would absolutely not stop you. Truly an independent artist, and all of this so far is out of my pocket in a project of passion. And anything that comes in through patrons at Patreon is 20% of that's always going to go to a charity. I hope that you guys will by all means rate review and subscribe sorry i lost my train of thought there like i ain't editing that out it's too late it's too late tonight i ain't got time for that i hope that you guys will rate review and subscribe that is one of the that's the very best way that you can help us out because that's what's going to get us bumped up in the rankings that's how the rest of the world finds us and we really want to build this into a big platform where we can all get together and share our stories so please remember to do that you'll have my eternal appreciation and i hope to see you guys back next week we'll have another story to talk about on my little adventure of self-discovery in california my two and a half months out there on my great exploration and yeah until i see you guys next time you guys be good to each other man like get out there and do something good make the world a little bit better place we here at studio 119 would like to remind all of you out there listening wherever you might be that though the hill might be steep and the trail be rocky the mountaintop awaits carry on